Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Serena. And I'm Timmy. And today we're going to be speaking about self-love and self-care and where that all comes from um, and how we engage with it today. Okay, let's get started. So before we get into it all, I think we'll give a bit of a background. Timmy and I are actually on the Melbourne Must Cure this year. I am Giz Barrett, so like treasurer and handle all the money. And Timmy, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Rosh Ken. So I do the Rosh Ken stuff, like dealing with the house and all of that stuff. I'm also a Madrecha for Zamir, the lovely U7s, the legends. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Um, Cool. So today we're going to speak about different areas of self-care and what they all mean, such as, you know, like where does self-care come from? And Timmy's going to give us a bit of a rundown, the history and the context of it all. Um, And we're going to speak about positive selfishness, how to establish healthy boundaries with people in your life, um, self-prioritization, how capitalism links into self-care. and, you know, like con- the consumption of products, sustainability, all those kinds of things. Um, so, Timmy, would you like to give us a bit of background? Sure, Ken. So, if we're looking at definitions, self-love means, definition, fact, to regard one's own well-being and happiness. So, I guess when we were looking at the history of self-love and self-care, it's actually very interesting. I didn't know this, but the actual history of self-love and self-care came about the 1960s and the 1970s and before that it was it was really only just in terms of you know medically ill people whether that was mental health or the elderly and that was more like an emotional or mental caring of oneself and Mm. so now uh it's completely different and i saw this really in this um in this article about self-care, it's talking about it was more, it wasn't until the rise of the women's movement and the civil rights movement that self-care became a political act. So it's talking here about women and people of colour, like controlling their own health uh, to the, as a corrective to the failures of a white patriarchal medical system. And so then this self-care was a claiming of autonomy over the body. It was a political act against an institution, um, which is really interesting to to think about. And then that's definitely manifested in different ways. Yeah. So um, also on everything that Timmy's speaking about and everything that we kind of touched on throughout the podcast, just a disclaimer that obviously, you know, we're not, professionals and we aren't trained or you know even studying this area of conversation however this is just our thoughts and something that we like to engage with Um, we did a bit of research here and there but definitely take what we're saying with a grain of salt Um, and also we're really open to feedback if anybody wants to reach out and give their opinions or thoughts yes um definitely just this just this is just timmy and serena's thoughts (laughs) um Timmy would you like to share maybe like ways in which you engage with self-care or self-love um in your kind of like day-to-day or just in general well yeah so do do we want to talk about the difference so well we will kind of get to this at the end but I think that um 
self-care and self-love are very different things, but a, well, not very different. They're both very similar, but are manifested differently. So I think self-care, we think of self-care as the more, how can we um, in our lives look after ourselves? And then self-love is how can in my life love myself. So if it comes to self-care, I definitely... I definitely, definitely engage with self-care a lot (laughs) with like yoga and fitness and meditation. Um, I would say self-care is going and making treats or treating myself to yummy food. Um, What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think that I've learnt to engage with it differently. I think it used to be something that was very short-term and I definitely, and we'll get into that more, um, but... You know, like it does, like instant gratification is such a thing and buying myself, you know, a face mask or a bath bomb and doing that and spending the time by myself is definitely something that I enjoy and I'm not going to, you know, um, deny that. But I think that I've also grown into myself in a way that's helped me navigate self-care in a different way and it's something that I like um, invest more time in and understand that it's more of a process rather than like, you know, a one-off activity um yeah so yeah I don't know I suppose just generally like I I view self-care as um you know generally taking care of myself and and exercising and stretching and breathing and positive self-talk and I think I see it more holistic than you know specific things if that makes sense I feel like I feel like you've got a very you've had obviously like a kind of a journey with self-care and it's more, it's way more positive now. And we definitely are going to talk about that, but I totally see, I don't think I was ever such a, I never really went and bought like face masks or bath bombs mm. just cause I was kind of like, ah, I ain't got time. Like <laughs> I never really, yeah. that was never really part of my um, routine, but I definitely, mm. like, if I look into my, into my cupboard or like into my drawers, I'll definitely find makeup and products that, and like self tanning things that I don't think I've I've used maybe like five times. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I suppose that brings us on to our next point of like the consumption of these like self care products. Um, really, you know the facts. Yeah, to me, do you want to hit us with some facts, please? <laughs> <laughs> Should we hit them with the facts? Well, it's actually a four point two trillion dollar industry, but that's. That's including um, many different aspects or components. So that's including not just, you know, your yogas, your day spas. That's also including everything you do when you go away and you want to, you know, treat indulge. indulge, treat yourself. That's, yeah, so that is literally a lot of money. 4.2 mm. trillion. How many is that? That's a lot of, that's a hundred billion. Like, that's. Three more zeros than a billion. Yeah. Four point two times that. That's a lot of money. So one of them... Sorry, how does that make you feel? (laughs) (laughs) It's a a very funny way to put a lot of money. But I suppose I I get it. But, yeah. I I mean, okay, I'm going to read a paragraph from an article that I read um, and then maybe we can kind of elaborate on it. It says, one of the major points of the discussion revolved around how self-care in today's context has been hijacked by capitalism. This reduces the idea of caring for yourself to a performance where you indulge in an act that is accessible to people through their class, monetary and other privileges. 
A $4.2 trillion industry has led us to believe that in order to be practicing self-care, we need to take a spa trip, go on a vacation, purchase a box of indulgence indulgence items. Um, But basically, yeah, in other words, spend money, you know? So Mm. in order to practice self-care today, um, you need to spend money. And that's what this capitalist industry has become, Um, you know, Again, this is all my thoughts and my opinion. You know, no one has to agree. Um, This is, yeah, just to give context, this research was done by the Global Wellness Institute in 2018. So it's probably grown. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, it's definitely grown. So do you want to, we haven't written it down here, but do you want to talk just a bit about, like, technology and how that comes into that? Because I know I was having a really interesting conversation with my mum um, in the car because this had, you know, Reen and I, we wanted to speak about self-care industries and the culture around self-care and our obsession over self-care. And I had a, I was just in the car with my mum and we were talking about it. And I said to her, like, when you were my age, was it a thing that you have to like, oh, I'm going to meditate to self-care or I need to, you know, get this or buy that to indulge in my in my own self-care or my own well-being and happiness and she was like just not a thing at all it was something that was but no no one thought oh I should self-love so I should go and you know buy another lotion so that I have softer skin or whatever it is Mm -hmm. Uh, and she she accredited that to the rise in technology and the rise in in a world where we're so every day we're Every day we wake up and the first thing that we do, or most of us do, I know I definitely do, is check my phone. And so it's a constant connection. We're constantly online and there's no time to reflect or even just to chill. And we're like bombarded with messages and things to do. And it's such an overstimulation for some for people that aren't meant to be, you know, we're just animals on this, on this global eco yeah. world and we're so stimulated. And in order to combat that, the self-care industry has taken advantage of the fact that people are on average mm. more stressed, more um, so much more going on that it's like, okay, well, this is your life. Now let me help you with it. And now it's yeah. just turned into a $4.2 trillion industry. And also I suppose like on that, which is so interesting that, you know, your mum in your mum's time it just wasn't a thing and now it's a huge you know what is it 4.2 trillion dollar industry like that's mad mm-hmm. and I that's also think that 30 years 30 20 yeah. years yeah yeah that's mad I think that like it's interesting as well because you know a, a value of capitalism is the idea of productivity mm-hmm. and productivity day and that also equates to like how much money you can make and how much you can get done I think that in, you know, we live amongst a capitalist structure, economic structure. So I think that it's really interesting people adapt that culture and that like way of living as you need to be productive, you need to make money, go, 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 to the point that people are just always stressed. And it is, you know, it becomes toxic, it becomes really like cyclical and people just remain in these cycles of never ending um work which is very interesting in the context of the coronavirus right now where people are actually being given not everybody um being given an opportunity to rest um so a lot of people at the moment are touching into these self-care practices of drawing and reading and writing and baths um you know again definitely acknowledging the privilege of being able to do that right now um in a safe home 
but it's interesting that now it comes up when we all are actually kind of like forced to rest. Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. reading this article that we've just been reading off of or looking at, and it says here that technology was even cited as a reason why people are less likely to meet it in person. And mm. millennials who report being the most comfortable with technology also report having the highest levels of stress because of it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, you can, what we've exactly what we're speaking about, this increase in technology has de, has increased stress and also yeah. has seen the, in, it's all intertwined in, you know, mm. increase in this means increase in that, which equals increase in self-care industry. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Fully. I mean, it's so interesting. You definitely, we definitely like couldn't have this conversation without bringing in social media and technology. It's, it's such a huge influence in our day-to-day lives and our like mental spaces, you know, um, something, you uh, something else. Anything to like to stop for yourself? Sorry? Do you personally in your life have you cut back on your screen time or or Yeah, I mean that's the thing though, you know, everyone is so oh, crazy. Yeah, as in everyone is so aware of um their screen time and you know, oh I need to get off my phone more and it's it's such a battle. It is such a battle, especially right now. I'm finding it so difficult because uni's online, hubbo's online. Um, my socializing is online. It's it's a pretty interesting time to speak about um, technology time and how much and screen time and, you know, what you do. And you know what? Some people consider that their self-care is that taking a break and going online or watching a movie. Movie or, is self-care. Um, well, sometimes yeah. that is a way to yeah. rewind, to de-wind. I mean, to wind. Yeah. To wind down. To rewind. To rewind. To wind down. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. So now I think we should definitely, we should definitely have a conversation about what self care and self love can be without spending money or what it should be without us. Because when we think about when I know I certainly, when I think of self love or self care, I see like a beautiful skinny blonde girl sitting in a bath with bubbles in the middle of Bali, semi mm. with a face mask, um, <laughs> a juice cleanse on the way. Like that is, that is the image that has been <laughs> printed into my mind. But self care yeah. is going for a walk with your best friend and your dog or your cat. Yeah. Or your, yeah so something that I definitely wanted to bring up is that what has self-care become and how has it actually limited or potentially restricted how well we're looking after ourselves Mm. because I think that um the products and what's being advertised to us at the moment to be you know to classify self-care um is firstly really one use and very um you know short term and you know, like you can put a face mask on, you can do all these things. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're committing to your own, I don't know, care or like a mental place. Like if that makes sense. Like I think that I I was saying at the beginning, but something I realized is that self-care has become a short-term, a short-term kind of, um, what's the word? Like accessory almost. Whereas accessory. Yeah, where self care is a long term process. process. And I think that, in my opinion, you know, I think that we 
we should be encouraging each other to commit more to like self-awareness and self-prioritization and going on a journey of understanding our emotions and where things come from and sitting in those harder emotions, seeing a therapist, like things like that, um, that actually promote long-term stability rather than mm. I'm going to, I'm going to feel good on this Friday night and have a pizza and eat some chocolate. Like, you know, it definitely. I love that. I love that. The idea. Of- <laughs> no, you're totally that for you. What were you saying? I cut you yeah. off. I just, I just want to. I said, I love that for you. Oh, I love that for me. Thank you. I just want to <laughs> the stability. No, because you're so right that self-care and self-love is a stable mindset that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. You say to yourself, mm-hmm. I, I love myself. And because I love myself, I'm going to, you know, stay fit and healthy or yeah. try to be fit and healthy and also write wind, yeah. wind down and also set boundaries for myself and not do things that boundaries. I'm boundaries am i right <laughs> honestly, honestly let's talk about it yeah let's talk about <laughs> boundaries but before we speak about boundaries there was something <laughs> i was gonna say about something that you said a topic that you something you are you're talking about short term and then we're talking about long term yeah, um, I think well, yeah, it's become temporary. These self-care kind of what's the word options? No, our accessories. I really like the idea of accessories. That that self-care and self-love is something you tangibly see. So that's mm. what they want us to think. The industry, this capitalist mm. society, wants us to think that self-care and self-love is manifest tangibly that's something that we can see or physically touch or put or apply to ourselves it's an external yeah. product instead of something internal inside ourselves so yeah. i think an aim that we want to portray or something that we want people to come away from this podcast with is that self-care and self-love is internal and you or your mind and your heart and everything it's something that doesn't have to be bought or or found it's something that is more, you know, internalized, fully found inside your soul. Fully, fully, fully. Right. We need to step away from it being temporary to being a long-term commitment to yourself and a a long-term process. The thing I was going to say before, you were talking about one-off, and that's a whole other subject. But it's very, it's very wasteful, and we are, we don't realize when we buy something wrapped in plastic, like for example, we were talking a bit before about like lotions and things like that um, and hygiene, like basic essential. So do we want to talk about like essential versus non-essential types of self-love? So for what I was, what I'm saying is for example, um, essential self-care and self-love is hygiene, basic hygiene. And so buying Mm. out and buying lotion and a body wash, that is, essential but understanding that we can maybe refill that or we don't need six types or different flavors or different colors we don't need a toner and a moisturizer and a setter and a this and a that and a Mm -hmm. we don't need six type of things for just to keep Mm -hmm. us looking healthy um i think it's i think it's definitely something to be aware of in this conversation is that in in you know a lot of self-care items and industries are non-sustainable and Mm. all about plastic bottles and non-reusable 
so yeah definitely something to keep in mind um yes okay so we touched on boundaries i'm so excited to speak about this because I love her boundaries. It, yeah i love boundaries i think they're so important i don't think that society necessarily encourages them enough i think that we live and i don't mean to plug you out plug you but i literally just did not even consider the topic of boundaries until i met serena Meltzer. <laughs> and like mom's like you, you do this I'm like no mom you're overstepping my boundaries <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. let's talk about it because I honestly think that I am at a place of feeling like a stronger individual because I've established healthy boundaries in my life mm-hmm. with people with my commitments with um activities mm-hmm. all those kinds of things I think that society um, expects us to give ourselves an incredible amount, to give ourselves to friends, to school, to uni, to um, extracurricular activities like sports, families. We need to give so much of ourselves and to so many people as well. Like it's an expectation that like, you know, you're giving to a lot of people, right? Um, And not just giving, but like, Time. Time is fully giving. Time, yeah, fully. And I think that, um, okay, so a personal kind of anecdote is that coming home from a year away in Israel on Schnatt, um, plug, 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 I um, am... On Schnatt. So coming home from Schnatt, obviously living in a house of 20 people, in a group of 40 people, it's a lot of people to constantly be around. And it almost, you know, it can, you know, drain it can drain you a little bit. I think it was incredible in the, in the moment and in the time, but I think I got home and I almost was like, oh, I need to kind of find my way back to myself. And in order to do so, I needed to kind of establish boundaries with people um, and, you know, and be really clear and re- really honest and say things like, I can't actually give, you know, that much to you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really want to, but I'm, you know, I, it's the whole idea of, you know, you can't help someone else if you, haven't helped yourself first um and it's super important because i think that we overextend ourselves particularly women overextend themselves um to a point that you give 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 to other people and you put all this time and energy into other people but imagine like how incredible you you would be or how much stronger you would be if you invested all that energy back into yourself as well um so yes yeah that's my thoughts on it I think it's really hard. It's so hard. It's really hard. Um, but I would consider Because there's also... I would consider this. Yeah. No, no, no. You, I'll turn after that. But yeah, you go. I was just saying I, can, I would definitely consider this an act of my self-love and self-care um, and caring for myself and being kind and understanding when I need to remove myself or take a step back from so many people yeah. Um, or invest more time into myself. I think that um, well, a lot of people's response. Before. That's what we're talking about yeah. before, about internalised self-care. Yeah. Do you want to respond and then I'll continue? No, you could go. I'm loving this. <laughs> I was going to say is that some people, you know, I definitely see how this can be viewed as um, really in your own head. It can be viewed as selfish. It can be viewed as... Um, you know, just like not being part of the collective. And I definitely think it is individualistic. It is that kind of mindset. 
Um, and I, I recognize that. And I also want to say that, like, I definitely recognize the power of the collective and working through things collectively. But, you know, I think that for the context of this um, conversation, for this, for this conversation, um, I think that we should explore, like, the idea of positive selfishness and what that means and how that's intertwined with establishing boundaries. Um, because society and, like, and, you know, not even your friends necessarily are going to encourage you to invest in yourself. Um, so it is something, it is really like about you committing to yourself and committing to a relationship with yourself that's going to mean that you grow and that you um, really understand yourself and understand what you need from people so that you can eventually get to a place that you can give more. Like I think that because I've given myself this time, because I've positively been selfish, I actually now am in a stronger place that I can give back and I can give more to those individuals that I couldn't, I wasn't strong enough to give to, you know, um, in the past. Mm. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about like a journey and um, self-prioritization and, and those kind of things. What do you think? No, totally. There are a few things that, well, funny that you started speaking about how it could look as if you're being selfish. Cause I was going to, I was going to say that I think, for me personally, I have a few thoughts about this. Well, one, I'm, I am the type of person to do a lot and not even realise mm. until I'm at, you know, in my bed at one o'clock at night being like, wait, I probably should go to sleep and stop doing something that I, you know, something that I was doing because I, I am a go, go, go person. I fill up my days and I like to be involved with a lot. Um, yeah. Same. Why? You want to know why? Because I'm controlling. <laughs> because I like to be in control no no I I really love um doing like as much as I can and I, I feel like um my the the where I can see how I failed myself was year 12 uh you know wanting to do everything that the school offered which was incredible mm -hmm. and I loved my year 12 year but I spread mm -hmm. myself so thin when VCE captaincy just you know then the musicals then the everything with the Judaism, every, like the Judaism um, committee, everything that I had to do and I committed myself to, I loved doing, but I actually lost the love. I did it because I had to. And it was something that I was, that I forced myself to do instead of going like, Timmy, you love doing this. So that's mm. why you're doing it. And I think mm. that, I think that after I, then I went away and I was like totally, you know, on schnatt, plug, plug, plug. And totally, <laughs> totally like immersed in other people and yeah I, I also didn't have time to like self-reflect or self just like constant consumption of you know constantly being consumed by this whole experience yeah. and mm -hmm. so now coming back and being reflective I think that I wouldn't have changed any of those two experiences of those two years for the world but I definitely need to find a balance between those yeah. two examples of like that my year 12 year and then my my start year and I think yeah. that, I think I'm still very, you know, I, I still try to do as much as I can, but I also now know that if I say no, it's not a bad thing. And I'm not, I'm, it's not, I'm not going to be punished for saying no, saying no yeah. because I want to give of myself fully to myself mm -hmm. and the things I've committed to. But if I spread myself to things, then I haven't taken care or loved myself. Um, yeah. and I think that another thing there, another thing that it made me think of is, you know, the things you have to do versus the things that you don't want to do. As in, sorry, 
there are things you don't want to do that you'll have to do. So sometimes it's like, I can't be bothered to go and, I don't know, let me think of an example off the head. Like, I can't be bothered to call my great-grandma, but I have to, and then I'll end up speaking to her for half an hour because, you know, we have things to talk about and I love her and whatever. But I think, I think, yeah. what, I think what that is showing is that there are some things that even if you don't want to do and, you know, you obviously we're talking about self-prioritization, prioritization, there are some things in life that I think you should definitely do and no matter, you know, no matter yeah. what. What do you yeah. think? But, yeah, I mean, I also think that you're, I agree with you. It's definitely about finding a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think balance. that balance is, oh, I love balance. I love balance. I love boundaries. I love balance. Yeah. You know what? If balance and boundaries had a baby, that would be like Superwoman. <laughs> Superwoman. Um, but baby. yeah, I think that. I think that that's, that's kind of our point. Yeah. I also think that, you know, with what I'm saying, it's like I don't think it's about necessarily taking yourself out of society and removing yourself from all your loved ones and friends. I think that it's more about understanding and go and committing to a long-term process of what you need to thrive in the context of your family, in the context of a social scene, you know, at... Um, uni and so on so on it's like understanding what you need and giving a little bit more time and a little bit more leniency in like the amount of things that you commit to or like Mm. uh, spending more time alone and things like that I just think it's about like yeah a more long-term um process of like understanding what um like what practices are helping you in the long run kind of reach a self goal or like a, a place that you want to be at personally. And I suppose like to me, like your example is perfect is that you went through year 12 and that was really hectic. And then you went um, on night and then you experienced all these things and you know, you've, you learned different ways to kind of like respond to what you need. And I suppose like, that's kind of our point in terms of self love and self care is that it doesn't need to be this like, um, you know, here and there you, you, you engage with self-care, but rather you, can, you commit to a continuous journey of understanding yourself and allowing yourself to grow and protecting yourself and protecting your energy whilst also letting people into that space when you choose, you know? Fully. And so I think that and going off of what I was saying before and what you were saying now is, is just about being kind to yourself. And I think that I've also learned that over over a long period of my life, like a, a very long few years that you have to be kind and gentle to yourself. Because if you wake yeah. up in the morning and you say you're not good enough or what you've done isn't good enough or you don't look good enough or you don't act good enough or what you're doing isn't good enough, then that's not self-care. And so yeah. I think something that we are definitely promoting is that self-care is turning around and saying, I forgive myself for doing something, you know, wrong or not being so harsh on yourself or understanding that you make mistakes and that is self-care self-care isn't then going and buying one term short-term thing that you won't remember but committing to yourself i will be kind i will forgive myself and having that balance 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 
of being critical <laughs> and self-aware, but also kind and patient with yourself. And you, like, it's just, it's such, it's such not a thing. Like it's, does that make sense? It's just, it's just not a thing in society to say like, I love myself and I want to be kind to myself yeah. and I want to self forgive. Like if I turned around and said that, to the average bloke, they'd be like, well, yep. okay, good for you. And you know what? No. On that, another one of my favourite words is permission. Oh, I was, and yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about permission and then, and then we'll wrap it actually. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so I feel like permission is really interesting in this and the whole idea of giving yourself permission to rest and giving yourself permission to self-indulge or to buy something you want or, you know, I think that... You know, currently, I also would say more within our age bracket, it's not really socially acceptable to establish healthy boundaries with your friends. <laughs> you know, like it, you're actually expected to always be there for your friends, being calling, texting, if they need you, dropping everything and going over and always being right. available. Your friends, the people in your life. Yeah, right. And I think that I completely agree with that. And I'm not, I'm never ever like saying don't be there for your friends. But I think that it's really interesting to be able to give yourself permission to um, actually, yeah, create those boundaries and sometimes say, I actually cannot help you right now, mm. you know, and that person will be okay. You know, they have other supports that they can be with. Um, and, you know, like even a, a good example of this is the idea of, in, I think that all these text messages and calls that we're always getting, um, you know, can somewhat be an invasion of somebody's mental space, right? Mm-hmm. So you're constantly going and sending these messages to somebody. You have no idea what space that they're currently in, right? I think that an example that I've started to use with one of my close friends is who is someone that I generally go to for more emotional support before I, you know, call her and start talking about everything I'm feeling, just checking in with her first Mm. before I call her, just sending a message and saying, Hey, you know, um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling such and such. This happened today. I would love to debrief it. Are you up? Are you up to talk about this? Sometimes she'll respond and say, actually, no, I'm like not really feeling in the headspace to speak about that. Let's speak tomorrow. And I'll be like, cool. No worries. I just think that that, and I suppose that, like, you know, my friend, in that moment, she gave herself the permission to prioritise herself and protect herself and protect her energy as well. Um, this isn't something that society it has told us is okay at the moment. I think it is quite um, almost taboo to not, to not support your friends. You know, I'm doing inverted commas because, like, that's not not supporting your friends. It's just, like establishing healthy boundaries and finding a balance finding a balance um look i think it's it's a it's a really kind of big conversation and we could go into it much more uh i suppose to link it back up is what i was saying before in that like these self-love and self-care practices are much more long-term yeah and are much more beneficial to your growth and to your self-discovery and would you agree yeah fully and not tangible and they're not something that you know you need to go out and buy but something that you just you have to find into yourself and you know through the through permission through boundaries through balance through uh, you know understanding and being self aware (laughs) i love that i love our word our buzzwords buzzwords i think we've covered everything we want to cover so yeah, I think I think cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. Um, again, I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate. What, sorry? Do you want to do, do a little swag way into something else we want to cover for next time? Yeah, potentially. I think, I think that to reiterate, firstly, I think it's really right. important that again, this is just our thoughts. This is literally just my experience with self-love and self-care. It's Timmy's experience with self-love and self-care. This, you, I would love for people to disagree. I think that it's beautiful to have conversations with disagreeance. Yes. It encourages growth. It encourages more conversation. Yes. Um, and deeper. So I encourage that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important. And these, to be honest, this isn't necessarily something that everybody would agree with. Like, I'm very aware of that. I think it's, it's um, a hard thing to grapple with. I suppose. Um, I, yeah, and that's way was that um, <laughs> was that we wanted to touch on, um, you know, whether or not this is patriarchal or not, and how that comes into it. Mm. Um, Next time, so, we'll talk about the internalized patriarchy. Yes, internalized misogyny, um, and where that. Yeah, Timmy, turn your phone off. I know, I'm um, sorry. Well, if I mute you, then if I mute my computer, I mute you and then you're gone. And then... Anyway. <laughs> sorry, yeah, that's fair. Um, we'll wrap up, but next time we might touch on internalised misogyny and, you know, where um, it, that all comes from and how this might be patriarchal or those kinds of things. Um, but, awesome. yeah, I think we'll end it there fun. for now. It's been Bye. so lovely. It's been so nice. <laughs> we'll uh, hopefully see you guys in our next podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <Thank> you. Bye. <laughs>